Grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan. Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Welcome to episode 42 of There's No Place Like Tara, Stargate First Rewatch Rewatch Podcast. I am Nixie. And I'm Grace, and today we're going over Season 2, Episode 19, One False Step. Yes. A.K.A. The Secret of the Ooze. <laughs> A.K.A. The One with the Real Skinny Kratos. A.K.A. The One with the Polyphonic Spray. <laughs> That's much better than I was trying to come up with something like based off a Neil Armstrong quote and it just wasn't working. So those sound much better. Those are my AKAs for the week and I'm done. I'm and spent. I'm spent. <laughs> um, so One False Step, uh, this first aired on January 20th, 1999. It was written by Michael Kaplan and John Sanborn. This is the only episode they wrote. Um, it Michael at least hasn't written a touch he did like him and john both did frankly for the orient which looks like it was like a non-linear comedy oh um and then john is a video artist um and i think they just mostly write their stuff together okay right on so um interesting directed by bill uh corcoran yeah sure yep um and he directs one more episode in early season three, um, but he's directed, he was one of those just journeyman directors in the 90s and the aughts and just right like directed on. He's like, oh, I'm going to run over to this thing for a little while yep. and run over to this other thing for a little while. Yep. Nice. I dig it. I'm for that. Um, the one. So basically we get one off writers and directors for this episode. Yes. Awesome. So the one alien to point out, mm-hmm. the, the young, the kid, the youngest one. Okay. Um. He's played by Richard DeClerc, okay. who comes back in a few years as a bit older and plays another small character in one episode. Interesting. Um, and he's still acting. He was on Sanctuary and Supernatural oh, cool. and a, bunch, you know, a couple other things. So I wouldn't recognize him probably no, without all the no, face makeup. No. And the fact that he's, you know, Without all older. the Kratos dust, as I like to call it. <laughs> so I've ne- I'm going to start this by saying I have never actually played God of War. <laughs> I have just played as Kratos in Mortal Kombat, or I've watched other people hey, play as Kratos. <laughs> I wasn't going I wasn't going to admit that I didn't know what, <laughs> what that was. was. Well, I, figured that was. I, I figured I'd roll out a couple more details so you'd catch on. Yeah. But yeah, no. I was just nodding. They all on. look a lot like Kratos, except skinnier, wimpier versions. <laughs> and also the new Kratos, which is coming out, now has a beard. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> but that's my thoughts. <laughs> I also just, as we start this, uh, we're, we're happy because you'll probably hear much less Kaylee in this episode. Um, we actually just came back from an adorable, adorable corgi picnic. We basically went to heaven and then <laughs> had to come back and record the podcast. It was just like 30 corgis just at a dog park. A pack of corgis. What is a pack of corgis called? There's got to be some cute ass name for that. Corgolini. <laughs> Corgolini. I like that. I don't know. That sounds like pasta. What do you have That's for what I was going for. Corgolini with pesto. <laughs> Uh, but we were there for like an hour and Kaylee just, she she was so tired by the end, she just kind of walked over towards me and I was like, can we go now? I'm hot and I'm sleepy. <laughs> this is, I'm done now. And I'm ready to go. And she just kind of waddled to the car. 
<laughs> so she is already passed out. Oh, it's a corgum. A corgum? A corgum. A corgum? Uh-huh. Oh my god. <laughs> we were just with a corgum of corgis. Yeah. Or, or, or is it just, I wonder if it's just, we were hanging out with a corgum? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we were with a corgum. There's a few other mixes like Kaylee, but yeah. Yeah, we're done. Kaylee Thor was the tallest. She's couple, tired. So anyways, if there's a lack of, of, of Kaylee Thor in this episode, you know why. <laughs> Sadly, there's not one of those every morning when we record. <laughs> no kidding. So we start in the gate room uh, as Sam is sending a UAV through the gates, uh, which Jack loves when that yeah. happens. <laughs> never gets old. It never gets old, yeah. As it arrives in the planet, Sam says there's a new automatic terrain radar system, and that's working. And if it continues working, because they're testing it out, they'll be able to do uh, a lot more long-range reconnaissance. Um, they're sensing some sporadic spots of heat around. They don't really know what it is yet. Um but, you know, they aren't really moving. I think after you watch the rest of the episodes, I'm assuming those are the plants. Oh, okay. Maybe. That makes sense, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. So the UAV starts to lose signal, and Sam switches over to manual joystick gamer mode. And we- <laughs> Mrs. Pac-Man at the laundromat mode. <laughs> Um, and we see we see the UAV camera go GoPro style shots <laughs> of uh, Sam's flying it. Well, you know they were innovators. Exactly. Uh, and it's heading to the ground, though instead of forward. And Sam can't stop it. it yeah, lands. I love how they all look at her like, "Why are you doing that? Why are you crashing our airplane? Why are you crashing it?" And she's like, "I'm not trying to." <laughs> it lands. Let's just say not ideally, and they lose signal, and when they finally reestablish the video link, they see it's lying on the side with some bright green fluid goo ooze. Fun times. Um, just waiting for the turtles. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jack asks Hammond if they needed that UAV. It's kind of dead now. No, it's done now. It's about 10 miles from the gate, about a six-hour walk there and back. Uh, and the monitor, they then see some, some very confused-looking aliens kneeling in front of the camera and start dragging the UAV away, yeah. which changes the priority of the mission. <laughs> They're like, well, wait a minute. This guy looks weird. And credits. Um, okay, I didn't have a ton of, like, history or science in this episode. Okay. But I did some fun. This is a very limited history oh. of UAVs. A limited edition. This is a limited edition, yes. <laughs> um, so the earliest... What you might be able to call it UAV that I found was um, in 1849, Austrians filled balloons with explosives. Hey. And then sent them into Venice. <laughs> some hit the targets. Some, because they are balloons, yeah. floated back into Austria. That's fucking awesome. And blew up there. <laughs> That's Awesome. There's a reason I don't think that was repeated very often. Yeah, they're like, hey, that kind of didn't work the way we thought it would. <laughs> Half worked. Like, it sort of worked, but the risk is greater than the yes. outcome. So, um, before and during World War One is when they sort of started developing what you might consider actual UAVs. Mm -hmm. They started developing the Hewitt-Speary automatic plane. Uh, it was kind of just basically the first missile. So Elmer Speary was known for perfecting uh, gyroscopes. Okay. And he wanted to figure out how to way to control them with radio. Um, and this was only a couple years after the first plane flew, period. 
Oh, jeez. And you, it didn't so, take us very long to start to weaponize no, it didn't <laughs> anything at all. Because yeah. eventually he got this is cool. How can I kill people? With yeah, that? he got the <laughs> he got the U.S. Navy's interest, and he got in 1917. Two hundred thousand dollars. Wow, which is a shit ton of money in nineteen seventeen. That's a shit ton of money right now. I'll take that. Yeah, to geez. create six automatic airplanes. Um, and what I found amazing is that he got approval in May, and by September he was starting test flights. Like shit would not work that quickly these days. No kidding. You would get the funding, and then it's like four years of research before you get to start yeah, building quote something. quote-unquote research is yeah. what I'm calling it. It's like, I need four years to spend all my money, and yeah. then I'll give you something. Um, and <laughs> so what they, these ones did have a pilot on board um, for takeoff and, like, backup and stuff. Okay. Um, and by November, he was able to get 30 flights, and they... <laughs> They would drop off a bag of sand. Oh, no, it would fly 30 miles. It would drop off a bag of sand and make it within two miles of the target. That's, hey, that's, uh, <laughs> nope, that's not even in the ballpark. Yeah. <laughs> I was um, going to say, it's within the ballpark. Nope, no, it's not. And in March of 1918, they had an evolution of that that would take off the back of a car and it was able to fly a thousand yards and it was the first time in history an unmanned heavier than air vehicle flew in controlled flight holy moly but they couldn't get it to repeat <laughs> <laughs> from meager beginnings yes some big deadly things exactly so I, I do like that I think my favorite part so far is that Venetian thing I feel yeah. like there's a Doctor Who episode in that oh I'm sure yeah like he just lands then and like <laughs> somehow it's like what's going on Venice it's like I don't know there's weird balloons that are coming and he's like they're aliens but they probably are Sure. I'm done. Yeah. Um, and then Reginald Denny became the next big name because after World War One, he made big leaps in radio-controlled model airplanes hmm. um, that eventually became sort of bigger and bigger. And the U.S. Army ordered 1,500 of them during World War Two. It was the OQ-2 radio plane. And apparently, fun fact, uh-huh. Marilyn Monroe was discovered working at the radio plane building place. Oh. I forgot the name. Warehouse construction. What's the word nice. for that? Nice. Um, what's a warehouse? A warehouse? factory? Yeah, factory. factory? Factory okay. is the one I'm looking for. Got it. Because um, it was there she uh, she was discovered. She built planes there. And she was discovered and pushed into modeling when an army sent a photographer there to capture some like morale boosting, the women yeah. are working at home images. And apparently, the photographer was sent by his commanding officer, Ronald Reagan. Nice. Who was a friend Holy of Denny's. Holy Yeah. No, um, yeah, back when she was Norma Jean. Back when she was Norma Jean. And she had dark hair. Yep. Aww. Um, so, and then they just, you know, I could continue, but they just <laughs> continued to grow after World War II into the UAVs and drones that we have today. There's a million different styles of them from your, you know, attach your GoPro and go film the neighbor's backyard to... Amazon delivery yeah. to you know predator drones to now tell me again UAV is unmanned aerial vehicle uh, okay I believe thank you I'm pretty sure it's unmanned aerial vehicle right on that's all I keep forgetting I'm like what is what's that? funny is that that's the one part I didn't confirm in my research <laughs> pretty sure it's unmanned aerial vehicle I'm, I'm with you I'm, I'm for it yeah so when we come back from credits, uh, we are we have come through the gate onto PJ two four four five, and Daniel has to explain to Teal what deja vu means because <laughs> yes, they were on this planet yesterday. You have been here before, and Daniel starts sneezing. 
And Sam leads the way to the fallen UAV. It's been a while since we've dealt with Daniel's allergies. Yes. I'm glad they're back. I've missed them. <laughs> I do love the fact that Jack just says bless. Yeah. What is that? Is that a thing? Is that slang somewhere? I don't know. I will be honest. Like, if I know someone, I will tend to just say tight. Like, from, like, gazoon tight. Yeah. I'll just say tight. Or I'll say gazoon. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that it's that much faster. I don't think it's that much faster. I think it's just, I'm too lazy to say because Yeah, it just, it keeps, it's very unnerving every time it just goes bless. And I'm like, what? And I'll be honest, I am someone who, I just grew up saying because tight instead of bless you. Oh, yeah. I, I wasn't think... really worried about keeping the demons inside of you or whatever, or the good parts. What is it? Keeping your spirit soul yeah. inside well, you? I always just tell people, your brain is escaping. <laughs> that was always my thought. That's because I read a lot of Calvin and Hobbes when I was a kid. And I think there's a strip where he talks about that. He's like, every time you sneeze, it's your brain trying to leave you. It's like, keep your brain in there, buddy. So then we get this really nice definition of the word alien. It's not the fact that they're from another planet. Alien refers to anything characteristic of a very different place or culture. Anything really strange relative to our own perspective. Jack points out that they don't really call Teal'c alien just because he's from Chulak. Sure, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, so they arrive at the crash site. Sam starts collecting some of the green goo since we get 80% of our medicinal resources from plant lives and she wants to grow some turtles. Um, so, <laughs> well, I love that Jack's like, hey, can you do? She's like, actually, this is what I'm doing right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it could be medicine or to be fair, it could be poison as yeah. well, Sam. It you could never be know. all of the things. Maybe it's Gak. It is. You know, oh, it is. Oh, I like Gak. <laughs> you remember Gak? Gak was only stuff. nice and clean for like the first day. Yeah, and, and all then it was, was really, yeah. Disgusting. Well, you never want to touch it again. All it was really good for was to make fart sounds. And then you're like, okay, I'm done. Mm. <laughs> no, they basically sell GAC now to clean your keyboards. Oh, is that what it is? It's basically GAC. It's <laughs> literally just GAC. I still, I still stand by the fact that its best use is fart sounds. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> this is true. Uh, and so the team then heads off into the direction the UAV was dragged in. Um, and Daniel's still sneezing uh, <laughs> as he's taking video. Yeah. So in the distance, they see these little round huts. Uh, and there's lots of little tiny mushroom caps all around them. Um, and, and you know, Jack has looking through his binoculars. And from behind him, a little alien stands up like a deer in headlights. They basically permanently have a deer in headlights look the entire episode. Yeah, that's. I think that's all they know how to <laughs> <Yeah>. look. <laughs> um, so as Daniel says hi, the alien runs away with a very high-pitched wail. And a number of other aliens come and greet them from the village. Um, and Jack asks Daniel if he thinks they're friendly spirits. Yeah. <laughs> so, I love this reference to Rocky and Bullwinkle. Yeah. <laughs> is that what it is? It's Rocky and Bullwinkle. I couldn't find the clips. I really wanted to okay. take it and clip it. But I'm, if I remember correctly, it's like the Beanie Meanie ch- uh, Chili. No. Eeny Meanie Chili Beanie. Spirit, <laughs> the spirits are about to speak. And Rocky would go, are they friendly spirits? <laughs> it's like, I'm, like looking, like Bullwinkle's looking at a crystal ball. I think he had like even a turban on or something. That's awesome. I was trying to find the clip and I couldn't find oh, it. Oh, I'm right so now. pumped that I don't remember that. But yeah, that's a Rocky and Bullwinkle okay. reference. Um, A.K.A. The sh- one of the shows that is a completely different show when you watch it as an adult. Yeah. I, you know, I haven't watched it, but even as a kid, I remember thinking, something's weird here. Yeah. This doesn't feel normal. Yeah, it's... it's 
was, yes, <laughs> not a show that was necessarily you know, talking to children. You know what's weird is the thing that I remember the most about Rocky and Bullwinkle, and I don't know if this was how it originally aired or if it was just something the way it replayed, is yeah. at the end of them there was an Aesop's fable. No, they always had, yeah. Okay, so yeah. that is actually what I remember the because most. Because they had, like, a bunch it. of little, they had a bunch of, like, fractured fairy tales. Yes. Is what yeah. the Aesop's fables was. Okay. They had a bunch of, like, little, little you know, clips inside of it. I just remember growing up wanting a What's the Matter You t-shirt <laughs> so badly. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So I walk up to the village. Everyone's acting like shy, curious puppies. Um, <laughs> and Daniel introduces himself and tells everyone to start smiling. Yeah. And Teal'c always has the best smile. Yeah, I love when they tell Teal'c to smile. I always want to be like, never mind. Yeah. Please stop. <laughs> Please, Please stop. stop. You're scaring you're the natives. You're with your smile. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the aliens sort of mimic them. Like, when Daniel was talking, they sort of sure. opened their... They're like fish. They're like, yeah, they're like fish or like babies. Yeah. Like. <laughs> and then they start smiling as they smile. Um, and they start crowding closer and closer, which kind of makes everyone slightly uneasy. Yeah. Uh, and then one grabs Daniel's knife. Not grabs, but like, what is this? Yeah. Um, this and is then, my new toy. <laughs> yes. And as Sam tries to take it back very nicely, Daniel sneezes, which scares the kid and everyone else. And he drops the knife and then cuts Sam. Of course. Of course. Uh, and at that point, the aliens are all sort of just frightened off. And Daniel goes to talk with them alone. I like the word talk. Yeah. I think talk is a loose Well, Daniel's term. going to talk. Yeah. They're going to look at them with a blank deer stare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair. Very fair. Inside the hut, uh, the, the... I don't know. I just... She, he's wearing the the Welma pearls from the oh. stones. <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah. Uh, it's like these big, giant, enormous rocks, basically. Yeah. Um, starts... He's plying, like, the, the white paint to the kid. And Daniel mm-hmm. just sort of sits down in the middle of it awkwardly. And everyone yeah. just kind of pauses and looks at him. You'd think he'd know not to sit right in the middle of whatever ceremony is happening. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he introduces himself again. And he's like, you guys don't speak at all, do no. you? Yeah. So he then tries trying a stick figure in the ground <laughs> of, like, with a hat and long hair or How something. Does, what? Yeah. Who is he drawing? Because he's not drawing Daniel. No clue. He's just drawing some random... Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, this part's great. And then the elder <laughs> paints some white lines across Daniel's face. I love that the first thing they do is like, oh, we can make things in the dirt, too. Here's our... Yeah. Ra- uh, I gave up. Yep. Like, I think they're on acid. They're all tripping. <laughs> they're all on drugs. They're all just stoned or, or, or they, they're on ecstasy. Something fun's happening. Exactly. Yeah. And then outside, the rest of the team's just chilling. Yeah. <laughs> on the ground. What else are you going to do? I do love... Wasting time. Yeah, I do love that when this guy is painting Daniel's face... Yeah. You can see on the actor's face... Yeah. He's like, don't laugh, don't, don't laugh, laugh, don't, don't laugh, laugh, don't laugh. Oh, so much laughs. Oh, that's going across my face. Yeah. <laughs> don't laugh. <laughs> but it was pretty great. I love that scene. Well, I also would like to think it's Daniel going, don't laugh. That's true. Don't laugh. Yeah. Yeah, that's very fair. Yeah. Um, and then back inside, speaking of don't laugh, back inside, Daniel is then flying around like an airplane, <laughs> yeah. making noises, and it's amazing. <laughs> he lands, and we get this long, silent, confusing shot of the aliens looking at each other, and then looking at Daniel, and Daniel's looking at them, and then we cut hard to commercial. Yeah, I love... <laughs> I do love that edit. But I will say, I love that Daniel's like, God, these guys are dumb. They can't figure any of this out. And these guys are like, what the hell is wrong with this dude? He's like flying around like an airplane. And they're like, bro, we don't know the word airplane. He's like, yeah, we do. We're just not telling them we know the word airplane. This is what I think is happening in their, you know, communication. Yeah, yeah. 
But yeah, I just thought that this like, what the fuck's happening right now? <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, so we come we come back and we're outside and Daniel's like, well, they're not naked. They're covered in paint that hardens like a second skin. And I want the others to go. Yeah, we figured out they weren't naked. Yeah, we when we looked at them and saw like, that they weren't naked, we knew we that they weren't naked. And we, yeah, we knew they weren't naked. Uh, anyway. Yeah, that is pretty good, though. Um, and he's like, it's one of the strangest cultures I've seen. A little, you know, there's, there's, except for that little bit of singing, there's no social communication, there's no tools, no signs of functional civilization. He's had more successful communication with dogs before. Uh, which really lets me to believe, like, how even with the symbiotic relationship we kind of discover at the end with the with the mushrooms mm-hmm. like how does this civilization exist you know i don't know but i'm a little offended for dogs <laughs> because dogs are very advanced developed creatures now it might have something to do with well, the book i'm reading that's what he said he's had more successful successful communications with dogs but that's what i mean though like well of course you have <laughs> dogs might as well be humans <laughs> Gotcha. As okay. far as I'm concerned. I gotcha. <laughs> it's like saying, it's like I've had better communication with women. It's like, like that'd be offensive to yeah, me. You know what I mean? So anyway. Speaking yeah. of women. Speaking of for dogs rights. <laughs> I'll also say speaking of women, we see no women in this. Absolutely not. I don't know how they reproduce. Maybe they're just well, hatched from mushrooms. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> the question is, is, is this specifically a civilization, a colony, a village of males? Or is this, like, an asexual species that there is only one gender? Well, we do know later on in the episode that there's other villages, right, nearby. Yes. So it's possible that they do, and they were doing this little rite of passage thing with one of the young boys. Yeah, so I wonder maybe this is, like... And a, a distant village that they come at to do some... That's fair. ...worshipping or something yeah. like this, or, like, a, the rite of passage Well, and it makes thing. sense, because that's the village that's closest to the gate. Yeah. They wouldn't put their main... if Because they, they seem a little frightened by it. I almost don't... I don't know that they knew the gate was there. I don't even oh. think they were aware of the gate. Because, okay... okay. That all was like, what the fuck is this? Why Where did this come from? Here? They're just so stoned. Yeah, that they have no idea what's happening. Maybe that is. Maybe like they come out here and they just get fucked up. It's Burning Man, the strongest peyote possible. And when you actually get back to the main village, they do talk. Yeah, like there is communication and tools. This is just like the distance. Yeah, no, I love that. I love that. So when we're at the other side of the story, where these guys come back and it's like, why are you covered in this paint? What are you? What's happening? They're like, you'll never believe what happened. We went into this story, and they're like, you need to get off the drugs. Yeah. and go to the grocery store because we're running low on bananas or some other bullshit. But yeah, it's Burning Man. Yeah, it's basically off-world Burning Man. Now I, I want that's I actually, a band name. I actually really like that concept. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is not like a main. This is not their main yeah. village. This is like the. This is the go get high yeah. and initiate the young men, <laughs> the young boys into being men village. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I dig it. Somebody write that. And Somebody so write that's that why they side can't story. talk. They're like, we are way too high to communicate with you right now. Like this is all just a side quest in their normal life. Exactly. And yet somehow that's what our team sees and our yeah. team being who they are. Like this is their entire world. And all they did when they went to the other villages, they just found other 
peyote Hot. dance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just, I like that peyote dance. It's just dance. the other families doing their own initiate the boy rituals where they get yeah. high. Oh, I absolutely And doing love their vision this. quests and they have to yeah. learn to communicate. I want the story written from this this other alien yeah. uh, force's side like, where they're like, and then these guys came in and they were all dressed up in military <laughs> uniform and they came in through the Stargate but they used some weird code and then they, like, they know yeah. what everything's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, <laughs> it's just like whatever this niche, like they, they're forbidden to speak yeah. in this ritual, right? Like, yeah. It's the, and then I was like, and get this, there's this one guy who's like flying around like he's an airplane. And we're like, we get it, dude, you're an airplane. We get it. But we didn't know what to do, so we just kind of looked at them. <laughs> well, and it's clear they kind of know what it is because around the corner they come dragging the UAV back. Very fair. And they, then one of them like mines airplane. <laughs> yeah, no, we got it. Airplane. Yeah. I can't talk for this week. Okay, yeah, so dude. this is what you get. Take a hand. <laughs> and Daniel sneezes again, and then one of them collapses. Yeah. <laughs> Sam tries to find a pulse, can't. But he's still no. breathing. Yeah. <laughs> and Daniel then hopes it's that because of his sneezing. Yeah, it's, it's all your fault, Daniel. And Teal points you out that this. one of them, he does have UAV lubricants on his hands. Uh, <laughs> or Jack's like, it just could be the national pastime. <laughs> Passing out the national pastime. <laughs> it's like planking, only not. <laughs> uh, and suddenly they start singing in, in harmony in a very disconcerting chord. Yeah. Uh, and Daniel points out that, you know, some Native American, African, Aboriginal tribes believe that music and chants have medicinal powers. Sure. And then another one collapses. <laughs> just, nope, they're just practicing. This is their version of doing the wave. Yeah. <laughs> At a ball game. <laughs> uh, and so Teal carries another fallen alien into a hut and points out, hey, maybe we should leave. <laughs> Sam agrees. Because, you know, none of them mentioned smallpox in this entire episode. Sure, yeah. Janet alludes to it, but she's like, hey, remember how smallpox happens? Remember that time we killed a bunch of people just by being there? Yeah. <laughs> hey, maybe we shouldn't do that. Yeah. Daniel thinks that, you know, well, we should try to help them and whatever it's going on or somehow. <laughs> and he's like, it's turning into an epidemic. Yeah, this Which, is the shit that's hit the fan. Let's get out of here. Well, well, instead of getting out of here, we cut to the gate and Jamin's making the ultimate house call. Yeah, well, and sure. hazmat gear. <laughs> um, so they're led to the village, and Sam tells Janet that fourteen are now affected, uh, and they tell her there's lots of things that may have caused it. The UAV ran into some mushrooms. Daniel's been sneezing up a storm. Sam cut her hand. They may have touched her blood. One of them had UAV lube on it, um, and Janet's like, shush. I love this. Poor Janet. They're like, hey, we, we fucked everything up. <laughs> Janet's Help like, us. Shut up. <laughs> shut up. Okay. Let me figure this out. It could be for someone's freaking aftershave. Although, let's be real. If it's Jack's the only one that wears aftershave yeah. in that group. Yeah. Um, she's like, I'm going to. doesn't need it because Tilk just scares his beard and going back. Like, Get back in there. Yeah. Get back in there. And Daniel can't grow one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so she's going to start wearing. Yeah. At this point, this is his. He hasn't shaved in like a week. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's so Jan's going to start running some tests outside. Janet comes out without her biohazard suit on. She's like, you guys are all clear. <laughs> I have no clue how to test these guys. Because <laughs> on the outside, they look like us. On the inside, they are There's not. There's no human things <laughs> happening here. Uh, and she recommends bringing one back to Earth under level two of quarantine. Danny wants to stay back, stay here and reassure them 
And I was like, reassure them how, Daniel. Yeah, by making more airplane? Yeah. Sounds. Janet <laughs> figures it couldn't, it could, can't get any worse. The damage yeah. is already done. Yeah. Um, I think she's just like, fine. Yeah. I don't want to fight with you. She's like, you can go to the other villages and see if there's any around, see if any are affected. Because that would at least rule them out as bringing the plague. Yeah. Uh, and Sam's going to head back with Janet. The rest of the team will stay here. So they head back to the gate. Uh, and the the aliens are very worried for their friend. They are like stunned, odd puppies yeah. looking at the Stargate, going, "What the fuck is this?" And then they have those big old puppy eyes of like, "Am I gonna ever see that person again?" I'm scared now. How do I tell you that I'm Can scared? Can someone give me a hug? Yeah, um, all the drugs. I'm on all the drugs. Yeah, <laughs> I'm on all the drugs. <laughs> at the SGC, we see some of the views from the aliens' perspective of like looking up as I'm like, this is batshit scary for him. Yeah, like this is he is terrified. Yeah, yeah I would be too. It's terrified. <laughs> You've never seen an inside like this. It's I mean, being, he's being probed. He's being yeah. probed by aliens. Yes. This is what's happening to yes. him. Yes. Yeah. There might be a thermometer up his butt, too. Yeah. It's very possible. Um, And he reaches out for Sam, sort of as the, I at least recognize you. Yeah. You're the um, least scary of the scary people. So yeah. as Jack and Teal'c walk out to another village, we have this wide shot of them walking across this, like, dirt field and the I was just waiting for the mushrooms to shoot up like the, the slappers and hitchhiker's guys to the galaxy. Well it would be appropriate this is episode 42. It is. Exactly. <laughs> this is the hitchhikers. Yeah. And I was just it's like you know don't think of anything. Well if I think of something it just comes up and smacks yeah. them every time you think of something. Stop thinking forever. That's what I was waiting for but no instead Jack just collapses. That would have been kind of cool. Uh, Jack or Teal kind of catches an arm he gets back up and he's like, look, this might be tough for you, Teal'c, but can we just walk without talking Yeah, for a I bit? love that, yeah. <laughs> okay, snarky McSnark pants. I have to snark at the world every three minutes or I implode. Yeah. So back at the infirmary, Janet's about to do an ultrasound, but that the alien does not want. No. Nope. And starts singing at the, Kaylee is at full attention and running around the house trying <laughs> like, to find Like, make it stop, that make it stop, make it stop. Tone. Yeah, poor Kaylee. <laughs> I wasn't far behind her. I was like, ah, oh, this is my brain. She, she, her ears went up and she's like, what is that? Yeah. What is that? Why is that happening? No, seriously, turn that off. Yeah. <laughs> so they decide another way. So they send him into an MRI, which somehow doesn't scare him. Yeah, I love that. And you mentioned this while we were watching. It's like somehow being shoved into the giant machine is less scary. No, that's well, not I, true. I, the only thing I can think of is it really was the sound that the yeah, ultrasound was making. That makes but, sense. I mean, I'm sure the MRI sends some sound waves to his I, brain. I wonder if the MRI was scary but not intolerable. And that ultrasound was just like, I, yeah. this is not something I can tolerate. I cannot handle that's this That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. And, and Janet explains that, yeah, they have red and white blood cells, glucose, protein, but like beyond that, I have, she has no clue what normal levels are for them. That's very fair. The image from the MRI comes in and it is, let's just say, not human because the <laughs> quote unquote heart thing yeah. is down like in the stomach where your intestines in are. In your bowels. And you're, you know, you would think that seems like a really bad place to put yeah. it because that's, you know, it's, it's not covered by your chest plate. Yeah. Well, maybe he doesn't <laughs> have a chest plate. Maybe the ribs are that's down below. True. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> Um, but there's other, also other unusual organs. So back on the planet, Daniel is, is peeking in on all the collapsed aliens. And when he comes out and he sees the, the main guy that we know standing next to a mushroom plant that's like six feet tall. Uh, and then all of a sudden it sucks itself back to the ground <laughs> with a really nice, like, yeah. I can't even recreate the sounds like a thump. Yeah. Thump. It just, Yeah. It's like that really satisfying suck sound. It was a real. I wonder what made that. I wonder what the Foley yeah. guys used. Now I need to research that. 
The um, art of Foley work. <laughs> anyway, so Jack and Teal walk up to Daniel, and Daniel's trying to explain to them what he just saw, and, like, even the other aliens, like, miming the crouching back down. Yeah. And so they're sitting here watching it, and Jack's just like, yeah, witness if you will. Squat. Yeah, he's being extra snarky today. I do love that he references a Twilight Zone. I was like, this is Grace's so favorite quote in the episode. After my own heart. And it's like, yes, let's make this a Twilight Zone episode. This could be a Twilight Zone episode. This is kind of Twilight Zone. This would be, okay, here's what it would be. If this were the Twilight Zone episode, yes. then after our team goes home, we cut to these guys going back to their home and washing off their paint yep. and getting off their drugs and being like, yeah. yeah, we ran into this weird group of people. Yeah. That's the and Twilight Zone like, version. You were on hallucinogenic drugs out in the desert. Yeah. Of course you ran into people. And like, yeah. no one believes them. Yeah. Yeah. Done. We just wrote a Twilight Zone episode. Oh, I uh, love it. <laughs> uh, and Tilk says that there's many aliens nearby villages that are ill. And Daniel feels absolutely horrible here. He just grabs his hat in frustration. He's like, there's nothing they can do. Uh, and here Jack and him get a little testy with each other. And the alien walks up and smiles broadly at them, like, look, see, smile. We're smiling. Smile. We're no, no fighting. Mom and, and dad stop fighting. And Teal <laughs> says that the alien appears to be bothered by the tone Jack and Daniel have with each other. Yeah. And Teal's like, I'm bothered by it as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Jack tells him to go back to the gate and get a message to Hammond. They'll be fine. He's going to stick here and work on this quarantine thing with Plant Boy here. <laughs> yeah, like, he's, they're basically just... Daniel's finally standing up for himself. Yeah. But Jack is being a little bit extra assholey. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and, and we'll get to that. But yes. Yeah. Extra assholey. I'm I'm you know, good for Daniel. He's sticking up for himself. <laughs> Because normally he'd just be like, fine, whatever, you're in charge. I'm just going to listen to you and take it. But he's he, like, hey, wait a minute. He more he more just argues to a point. Yeah. I Well, he doesn't necessarily back down. But he's yeah. like, I'm going to voice my opinion strongly and then fine. Yeah. So back at the SGC, Sam is patting the alien's arm and heads up to meet Hammond in the observation room. Uh, Tilt told Hammond that there's over 100 among those they could count, at least, that are ill. Janet's like, well, his quote-unquote heart is beating more and more erratically, but she's afraid to give any drugs uh, because the reality is she doesn't know... She's like, I don't know how much longer I can keep him alive. Yeah. I don't want to give him drugs. I don't know what the hell it's going to do to him. That's true. Yeah. She's also surprised something like this hasn't happened more often. Most likely because most of the humans that we've encountered originally their ancestors came from Earth. Mm -hmm. So most, they've probably been exposed to a lot of the contagions that they carry with them when they go to the other planets. Mm -hmm. Hammond's like, well, unfortunately here, there's only so many resources we can throw towards the issue. That's true, yeah. So, but Janet and Sam aren't ready to give up yet. They can't help them, they, you know, they can't help themselves... Uh, and they just can't keep trampling through the galaxy with no regard to the damage they do. Yeah, you know, I, I feel like I really like the points that Janet's making here. Yeah. She's like, the, you know, where she starts with, she's like, I'm surprised this doesn't happen more often. She's yeah. like, basically, we need to have our shit together. Yeah. We've got a little bit too comfortable in the way we traipse around the world or worlds. Yeah. And, and it's going to come bite us in the ass at some point. Exactly. And she's like, look, I just need more time. But Hammond's like, time is enough to me. He's yeah. the one who's dying. That's true. It's not a resource he has. 
Um, so back on the planet, Daniel has his video camera out again. Jack is trying to wrangle the aliens, uh, <laughs> and they're just completely ignoring him. And he just walks out going, fine, knock yourself out. Go ahead. Go play in the street. Don't forget your goddamn sunblock. Okay, maybe not goddamn sunblock, but still. Yeah, but he should have. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Jack wants to know why Daniel isn't helping. He's like, well, there's no use. They don't understand us. Yeah. They want to just be with each other. Uh, and... Then, it's like you you see a glimpse into both of their parenting styles. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whereas Daniel's like, well, he's going to fucking play in the mud. Let yeah, him play in the mud. Ahead. And yeah. Jack's like, can't you tell this kid to not play in the mud anymore? He's like, I mean, I can, but what does that do? It just yeah. makes me tired. <laughs> so this is where Jack and Daniel really start going at each other. Yeah. Um, it's like two years of annoyances all coming out at once. Yeah. It's Jack like- calls him <laughs> flaky. Daniel calls him ignorant and condescending. Uh, Jack calls mythology rumors, lies, and fairy tales, where Which Daniel is- says it's one of the primary motivation uh, motivation for cultural development. That's true. Um, and Daniel's like, you know, you're just filming a plant. And at this point, they're just yelling at each other. Yeah. They don't even know why they're yelling at each other. You know what it's like? It's like when you've been camping for too long. Yeah. And you start to, when you're little, I don't know if your parents ever did this, but we would go camping and you'd start to see them crack at each other. Yeah. And it started with just like, hey, can you please do this now? Okay, thanks. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to do that, but I was going to do this other thing first. Remember when you told me to do that other thing first? Okay, thanks. And then it's like, why the fuck are you not putting the tent down the way I told you? And when you're little and you know your parents love each other, ultimately, you're like, yeah, this is fun. <laughs> or maybe that was just my household. Uh, sometimes close to it. Um, there's a couple times where I'm like, hey, Matt, let's go upstairs and play quietly yeah. and not be here because we, we're the next ones to get yelled at. Yeah, that's very fair. Yeah, and it's fun. It's fun when there's yelling, but it's like, this is going to resolve itself. <laughs> yeah. But it is fun to watch them get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and and they, so they, just, they just have no clue. They acknowledge. They don't know why they're yelling at each other. Neither of them feels good. Both have headaches. Um they're thinking they may have what all the aliens have. And then the main alien just collapses in front of them. <laughs> just goes down. He's again dead. So they carry the aliens to the hut. Their, their headaches are still getting worse. Um, Tilk is arrives back from talking to Hammond. And he's like, oh, I'm not affected. So he's going to sure. stay here while Jack and Daniel go back to get checked up by right. Janet. Jack tells Tilk that if they aren't back in 12 hours to come home anyway, and Daniel asks him to keep an eye on the plant and his video recorder. Mm-hmm. And as they start walking to the, to the gate, Daniel's a little wobbly, and it's a long walk back to the Stargate. No kidding, yeah. So as they walk through the Stargate, though, they automatically start feeling better in the gate room. Um, and this is one of my favorite scenes, because in the infirmary, Jack and Daniel just sit next to each other on the same bed. <laughs> they can't look at each other. They just awkwardly bro-apologize. Yeah. <laughs> I like that line. Uh, they're just like, so, yeah, what I did, no, it's okay. No, you're fine. It's cool, it's, bro. Don't have to say anything. It's, it's cool, bro. They're like, clearly there's something wrong with them. And Janet comes in and throws her paperwork down, very tired, and goes, so there's something wrong with you. <laughs> You're just dumb. I hate you. And they're like, huh. <laughs> okay. We're just assholes. Yeah. Got it. So then Janet's called to critical care on the PA. Mm-hmm. At this point, the alien has flatlined. And then someone's doing CPR where we've already established his heart, no heart is not. Yeah. 
<laughs> what was this? Not, where is the fact checker or like what is the person called who's like, hey, don't do that because like know. earlier on we said don't do that. Yeah, D- whatever. Where is that person? So You're she failed. And then Janet doesn't want to defibrillate, so she doesn't know what the charge will do. But she has no problem giving him epinephrine and lidocaine. Yeah. She said, well, we don't know where his heart is, but let's just pump it full of fucking shit. So okay, you didn't want to give him meds before. You don't want to shock his heart, but we're going to pump him full of beds. No problem. Yeah. Go ahead. That's a great idea. Let's do it. So back on the planet, Teal'c is standing in the middle of the village, and the mushroom grows all around him. There's, like, three. So he goes to try to touch one of them, and mm-hmm. it shrinks away. It, like, shrinks down as he gets yeah. near it. Same with the other two. So he takes his knife and starts, like, uncovering half an inch of dirt to find the root systems. Yeah. And he, like, pierces one or something, and there's green goo all inside of it. Nope, you're going to turn into a turtle. And as soon as he has, his, <laughs> has it on his hands, his head starts to hurt so badly that it collapses, and we can actually hear, like, an underlying humming yeah. in the audio here. They're messing with us. So back at the SGC, the alien's dying. We've yep. already established mm-hmm. that. Daniel's like, maybe we should send him back so he can die with his people. Yeah, that's something. It's the yeah. least you can do. yeah. Jack. But then also consider what you've established. You're like, we're going to take this guy and then we're going to give him back to you and then he's going to die. Exactly. So anything that comes through this gate dies. Yeah. So <laughs> Daniel kind of goes off in a huff and Jack comes into Daniel's office and he's watching a video of the of the mushrooms and he's looking for something, anything. Jack's <laughs> like, you know, look, things can't always go the way we want them to. Yeah. And Daniel's like. You know, one wrong move, one false step. Yeah. Oh, uh, name of the episode. I the, love when they do that. Yeah. <laughs> and the whole fragile world gets wiped out and he gets mad. He throws things off his desk. He basically throws a tantrum. He does. He throws a tantrum. That they're killing an entire race of people. You know, how can he not care? Mm-hmm. And he pauses and he's like, my head hurts again. He just leaves the lab. And Jack just kind of pauses for this long time. Looking around, maybe seeing if his own head is hurting, and then leaves. Yeah. <laughs> and He's like, something's going on here. Nope, nothing. Gotta yeah. Go. yeah. Jack checks him out. He feels fine again, though. It started, you know, to hurt when he was watching, and the light bulb goes off in his head, and Daniel, yeah. Daniel's not using his words again. No. It's very Dr. House style, yeah. this scene. It's yeah. like, wait a minute. I've just diagnosed the problem as he limps back into the other room. And he leaves again and everyone's confused. <laughs> so back in Daniel's lab, it's, you know, there's something that's being recorded on this tape by the camera. Mm-hmm. Um, something that they can't see. And Sam's like, or here. Dun, dun, and she dun. takes the tape and they both leave. And Jack has this shrug as he follows him out. Like, won't someone explain this to me? I'm yeah. just following you around like a dog. Somebody tell me a thing now. <laughs> Uh, in the control room, Sam puts on uh, the tape into the computer, is looking for something that they can't hear. She starts mm-hmm. analyzing the audio and finds something. She isolates and amplifies this low hum. Yeah. Um, it's so low they didn't hear it, but it was present on the tape. And the entire time they're on the planet, Jack calls it annoying and tells her to turn it down. Uh, Janet's like, it's more than just annoying. She thinks it's responsible for their headaches and the PMS sure. attitude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, along, the long-term exposure to certain sounds can have serious physical side effects. And Sam also thinks it's what messed with the UAVs. Sure, uh, that systems. makes sense. Scrambled it. But it's not making the alien sick, though. So when the team got back, they felt better. But when the alien got here, it's gotten worse. It's like the lack of that sound is what's making the alien sick. Okay. 
Which makes, you know, sure. logical sense, I guess, at this point, when you have nothing else that makes sense. Teal'c then comes through the Stargate, way worse for wear. No kidding. I don't think um, I've ever seen him look this rough. But he's already feeling better just getting through the Stargate, as we've established. Mm. Um, and they explain to him what's happening with the sound and yada yada. Jack, or Teal'c thinks that it's not just that it took longer to affect him. He thinks the organism was attacking him. He saw the mushrooms rise and fall and we discovered that they're all connected through this, like, root system. Right. As he got closer to it, he became disoriented and a major headache then. And it got so bad it got hard to move. Daniel's light bulb goes off again and he leaves the gate room and he's like turns back and he's like, come on. And then leaves again. (laughs) Started using Everybody follow me. Yeah. So Daniel heads back to the control room, gets the recording of the original UAV flight. Um, Sam's like, I know where you're going with this. And she amplifies the low end of the spectrum, plays that. And when they fast forward to the UAV crashing, the sound changes. Jack is shocked that the planet is making a sound. But Sam's like, "Uh, alien organisms, alien planet. Don't be shocked at anything. Yeah. Why are you even? Yeah. Yeah. You can't make any assumptions. The sounds change because they hurt the plant. And sure. the change in sound affected the aliens. Yeah. And so, so therefore, their airplane basically messed everything up. Yes. They need the... The aliens apparently need, like, a certain frequency to live. Sure. So in the infirmary, Hammond repeats what they just said. Uh, and... <laughs> in case nobody caught that the first time around. Exactly. Let's say this one more time. Yes. They play it for the alien, and his pulse is already getting stronger. And he starts singing in this clear, high-pitched note... Uh, and looks up and smiles at them. <laughs> and it's like, okay, stop singing, please. Yeah. Thank you, you're hurting my To be head. fair, that one was actually a nice, yeah. a much more pleasant sure. sound than yeah, the earlier true. ones. Back on the planet, Sam sets up some frequency emitters and tells Daniel that they should leave. They can watch from the ridge because mm-hmm. she has a hunch and thinks that they're going to be in the way. Yeah. So on the ridge, they watch. And she doesn't want to say her hunch out loud just in case it's wrong. But then the alien starts singing. Teal bl- in this really amazing, just blindly tosses the binoculars to Jack who blindly catches yeah. them. <laughs> uh, and the plants are, the mushrooms are growing. Sam says that she had a feeling that there was a symbiotic relationship between the aliens and the organisms. Mm-hmm. Um, and they probably don't even realize it at all. Right. And, you know, Sam had the hunch because... Well, she talks to her, she talks to her plants. Okay? Yeah. I will speak on two of these things. One, I totally find this reasoning for why people were sick credible. Yes. Because I hate the sound of a vacuum. <laughs> and I will tell you this. I work a later shift at work, so sometimes the cleaning people are there. And I have gotten to a point where I bark at it because it drives me insane. I get real cranky and to the point where everybody else is like, oh, crap, the vacuum's on. You would think I'm part canine yeah like really like i cannot handle that sound cannot handle it so i love that i feel like someone was watching their dog yeah while they were doing that and came up with the story hates the vacuum yeah and also i may or may not name my plants and have conversations with them (laughs) i actually have uh grace and another friend of ours come over to talk to my plants because they (laughs) they like to talk to yeah yeah Um, the one last thing, and, and I didn't, I didn't unfortunately go into too, too much into this, mm-hmm. but the concept of the symbiotic relationship, mutualism. Sure. Okay. Mutualism is the two different species existing in a relationship in which each individual benefits from the activity of the other. Sure. Um, you know. It's kind of like the hippo with the bird that picks his teeth. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, bees and other pollinators and flowers okay. are yeah. a good example. Um, another good one is, um... 
because there's different kinds of saying like one is like one gets a service and the other one gets um like uh food type okay. thing um where and the the hippos and the birds are perfect like yeah. the bird just gets to eat this and it just benefits the right. other animal and it's kind of the same thing with the the you know bees and, and flowers and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, another good one is is like clownfish, like Nemo and okay. sea anemones. 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 <laughs> the uh, provide protection from predators. Oh, okay. And and the fish defend them against like butterfly fish and others that would eat the anemone. <laughs> so they basically just take they got each other's back. Yes. The gangsta. Um. The the. Uh, the most obvious and the one that people are most familiar with is domesticated animals. It's, yeah. it's you know, dogs. It's it's Kaylee. Yeah. You know, we benefit from having Kaylee around because, you know, she calms us and provides entertainment sure. and, and happiness. And then she gets treats. And she gets the, you know, poshest lifestyle. Yeah. <laughs> within reason. Yeah. We understand it's a dog. Yeah, totally. But she <laughs> she's a little spoiled. But no, yeah. This is a fun episode. It's yeah. a fun episode. But I kind of leave it there. Um, It does not make my top five. It doesn't make my top five either. Um, But it was fun. Uh, You know, I dig it. I dig this idea of these people that aren't human based. Yeah. There's something there. There's a grain of something there. I feel like we're laying down foundation for our stories in the future. Mm -hmm. Um, But I dig it. I dig it. And I dig our, our, uh, what I like to call our wimpy Kratos people. (laughs) Wimpy Kratos. (laughs) But yeah, no, it's good stuff. I'm for it. Next week, we're looking at show and tell. Okay. We're coming close to the end of season two. Uh, I was going to ask that. We have, I think, three episodes left. And I don't know if that three includes show and tell or is after show and tell. Okay. Um... I want to say there's three, including show and tell, but I could be wrong because I haven't looked at the list in a while. So, um, but show and tell is, it's, 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 I, I, it's an interesting episode. It's fun. Okay. Um, it is, it's not one that I've, it's not one of the ones I go back to and watch all the time. Okay. Um, so it'll be fun to rewatch it because I'm sure there's some events in there that I've forgotten. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do know it is a Peter DeLuise directed episode, which makes yes. me happy all the time. I'm good with that. So. I dig it. Um, yeah. I'm ready. I'm okay. ready. I'm ready for the end of the season. Like, yeah. I kind of want to, like, hurry up and binge them, but I know uh, I can't. No, because before the end of the season, <laughs> before the end of the season, and I think it comes after show and tell, is one of my favorite episodes oh. of Stargate as a whole. Oh, I want to be there already. Okay. So. So next week, the Peter DeLuise episode. Yes. What's it called again? Ella? Show, and, show tell. and tell. Thank you. Show and tell. Um, and... And that's it. That's what we got next yep. week, right? Okay. Well, thanks everyone for listening again, as always. Yes. You can find us on Twitter at Tara Podcast. Or you can uh, find us on Facebook at There's No Place Like Tara. Or you can email us at There's No Place Like Tara at gmail.com. Um, and thank you again for listening. Uh, rate and review, all the things. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Internet hugs. Bye. Balloon farts. <laughs> Explosive balloon farts. I'm sick of it. <laughs>